Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. This is one of the most beautiful things about food and healing your addiction to food or you know your, your relationship with food is that the food will actually show you what needs to be healed in your life in order to put you on the path that you're meant to be on. Oh, Mic drop. That right there. <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet to Kardashian immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and I've got a great episode for you today, which is For you, if you feel like you have done everything you can and you still just can't lose the weight that you want to lose for good, there may be one missing component that you may not have tried yet, and that is emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT or tapping or psychological acupressure. All the names, but today we're going to call it tapping. Today's guest, Brittany Watkins, figured out the secret to tapping into her own pain. Yes, pun intended in order to heal her trauma and emotional eating and lose the weight for good. And 
Now she helps people just like you do it too. So here's a quick clip from a video of hers that I wanted to play for you so you can hear a little bit more about her work. Roll it, Roxy. I don't rely on food the way I used to. A lot of women don't know that there's a really easy way to stop craving chocolate and ice cream and potato chips and eating junk food, and it's not willpower. Now it's just food. The work that I do now that helps women overcome weight issues and emotional eating and binge eating is a combination of tapping, it's NLP, it's shamanic soul retrieval, it's regression therapy. I've actually created my own kind of unique method in combining all of these techniques together. We don't just work on the weight. I would go upstairs to my bedroom with a huge plate of food and turn on the TV and I would just eat for the rest of the night. The weight is a symptom of other problems. That doesn't happen anymore and I never ever ever thought that I could get to this place. So watch the full video at pushthefoodaway.com and you'll get to know Brittany. Brittany is known as one of the foremost experts in emotional freedom techniques aka tapping for emotional eating and weight loss. She has trained more than 400 PhDs and therapists and counselors in her unique psychological method to end food cravings, end emotional eating, and self-sabotage. So I'm really excited to have her on the show today and happy to be joined again by my co-host, Ashley Filling Jim. All right, let's get right into it. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, she's the founder of Think and Thin and the Watkins Method Tapping for Weight Loss Certification course. Please welcome Brittany Watkins. Hey there. So glad to have you. And we've got Ashley on the show. Ashley's back to co-host. Hi, so happy to be here. I cannot wait, Brittany, to learn from you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Yes, we were just watching your videos and we're like, girl, oh, we can relate to this. So <laughs> we're very excited. So Brittany, I know you've had quite the journey. You know, you had a trauma at an early age, which, you know, led to emotional eating. I get that. And now you help people all over the world end that emotional eating for good with tapping. So I would love for you to take us back to how this all got started. Sure. Yeah. I was kicked out of my house when I was 15. And I, whenever I say that, I say it like very, uh, almost like it happened to somebody else. And a big part of that is because I went so, so deeply into my traumas and I, I healed them from like the inside out. And that's one of the things we'll talk about today. But yeah, that led me to, well, at first I thought that I was just, that I just needed to go on a diet because I was living, I, I found, I was like kind of living from friend's house to friend's house. And then I, I don't know, I convinced somebody, somebody who was over the age of 18 to co-sign for me to rent a room in this house. Mm -hmm. And it was a very scary moment of my life where I mean, 15, I felt very grown up at the time, but 15 is really young. And so I remember sitting in my room late at night and there was a Taco Bell across the street and I would go and I would order three Mexican pizzas. I don't even know if they have those anymore. <laughs> um, I would eat those at night and to kind of like fill up my belly. I thought I was really hungry. And then in the morning I would wake up and I would feel bad and I would be like, God, I need to start a diet and I would eat nothing but chicken breast and broccoli and, you know, that whole cycle. And so then I, I woke up and I was you know, I'd gained 30 or 40 pounds and that was kind of how the diet binge cycle started for me. And luckily I was, I started in therapy around like 15, 16 as well. And this therapist came in to one of our, we'd been working together for about a year and he came in to, and, 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 oh, I had told him about my problems with my struggle with eating and my weight. I was talking about my weight 
And he was the one that kind of directed me and he was like, well, maybe it's emotional. And that was where I learned about Janine Roth and emotional eating. And I realized that it was psychological, but no matter what, I could not make myself do the exercises. So I I had identified that I was an emotional eater. I'm like, okay, I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm this, but like, I can't just call a friend or take a walk or tell myself, no, I had such a strong rebellious side and I basically didn't have any willpower at all to fight it. And so anyway, I I was kind of battling myself in therapy and I was talking to this therapist a lot about that and other issues. And I remember him coming in one day and he goes, you know, I learned something over the weekend and it just seems really weird, but I think it might help you. And that was when we, he taught me EFT or tapping. Mm -hmm. And I remember leaving that session and it was the first time that I felt all of the yuckiness in my body leave. I I just remember what I felt like I was walking on clouds and I, and every week I would go back and I would say, Steve, let's do that tapping thing. Steve, let's do that tapping thing. So as we work together in therapy, we used it for everything. We used it on all my traumas and, you know, my relationship with my parents and, you know, all the things that were, that were really bothering me and going on in my life as a, you know, struggling homeless 15 year old. The only thing that it wasn't working on was my weight. It still wasn't working on my weight. So with EFT tapping, there's a very specific protocol that kind of everybody teaches. And once you learn the protocol, you can basically, you know, you can basically overcome any kind of psychological thing from like stress and anxiety to having a fear of flying to um, having, you know, feeling sad about a relationship or really anything, you know, you, you kind of become your own therapist. The only thing it didn't work on was the weight and the food cravings. And I was still doing the emotional eating and the binge eating. But it did work on the motivation is what you're saying. So like the fact that you were like, oh my gosh, I, I know what I should do, but I just can't do it. It wasn't working on the willpower. I had all the motivation in the world, but it wasn't allowing me to, my willpower sucked. And so because I was learning about all this psychology, I learned that the subconscious mind has 80% of the decision-making vote on everything that we do. And so what I realized, and so like the conscious mind, the 20% that was saying like, okay, I'm only going to eat chicken and I'm going to go for a run today. That's the part of the decision. That's the part of the mind that we make the decision from. That's the, that's the conscious brain. Well, the, the subconscious has 80%. So it was overriding. So I realized that I had to trick my subconscious mind into not wanting the food anymore. I mean, fast forward 15 years into the future, I literally used myself as a human science experiment, figuring out all the different ways and all the different issues that I had around food and food cravings and emotional eating and eating at night and snacking when I'm bored and drinking when I'm excited and overeating and like all the things. And through the course of 15 years, developed my own version of tapping, which we call the Watkins method now, that is specifically for weight. And everybody that is a tapper, that if they're listening and they know that you know what tapping is, everybody came to me and said they had the same problem is that, Brittany, I can get tapping to work for every other issue, but I can't get it to work with weight. And that was my issue as well. I got it to work for everything. My life was like so great. I was, you know, I'd, I was so successful. I finished high school. I had a great job. I had a new car. Like my relationship with my family improved, but I couldn't get a handle on the weight. And so anyway, just over the course of 15 years and like literally being my own lab rat, I developed a sequence that's a, a methodology now that we've been teaching for 10 years 
through my cor- my online courses and my coach certif- certification programs now. Well, you are very good at telling your story, but we have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, girl. Go for it. <laughs> I'm, I have to tell you, I'm so fascinated, but I, I want to get into the details about what is tapping and that kind of thing, but I'm so fascinated that it, at 15, you were open to something that was probably a little outside the box. Seriously, yeah. You know what? It's really funny. I, I was having this moment the other day where I, I was thinking about it and I remember what it was like to feel – I felt so ashamed about it because it is really weird. I mean, you're like tapping on your face and you're saying, I love yourself and I, was, I love yourself. <laughs> you say all these weird things and, I, and I've been in personal growth now for so long that I forgot how uncomfortable it can be for people that are just starting out to talk about their feelings. And and I remember there was a moment, I think it was a few years into therapy where I realized that the faster I went into the bad feeling and I just allowed myself to go there, the better I felt. And so I started connecting the dots that, oh, if I just talk about the uncomfortable thing, I feel better. So then it kind of created this new loop in my head where I was like, oh, talking about my bad feelings makes me feel better. Therefore, it's actually good to talk about my bad feelings. But yeah, you're right. There are, it is really scary, especially for people that are just starting out on this journey. It's really scary and overwhelming to share. Well, what's really interesting about what you're saying is I came to a very similar conclusion completely, you know, never meeting you or anything like that. But my conclusion was you got to feel it to heal it. And that doesn't mean you have to re-traumatize yourself with the experiences, but you have to go back to that time and honor that time and feel those feelings and forgive the people who hurt you and forgive yourself for the judgments you made at the time. And that is like my healing process 101. And it works and it works every time. The only time it doesn't work is when I don't do it. Yeah. You know what? That's so interesting that you say that because for me, I I learned about that method and I think that I could never do that. I could never sit in the uncomfortable feeling. And so there's a differentiation, I think, with some people and and it, it, it partly it's training, right? Like I didn't have the willpower to make myself actually sit there and do the thing. And then secondly, I found that a lot of people who struggle with food are very empathic Mm. and we feel a lot. And so when we when we have to go back to that feeling, it's so freaking overwhelming that we literally can't stand it and we jump out of our bodies. And so we become, we have this pattern of as soon as I feel it, I pop out. So you can't actually stay with it or staying with it is really, really challenging. And so with all of these methods, I mean, I explored absolutely freaking everything. I don't know if I can swear on this, but I'm going to- Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We prefer if you do. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. I explored absolutely fucking everything. And and the only thing that could, that worked was this way of tricking my subconscious into actually not wanting it. So what we do now is we'll take a problem like food cravings, for example, and we literally go back and, and there's a, there's like a, a a step-by-step process that we do that gets you from salivating over whatever your favorite food is. Like my, for, for me, mine was like chocolate chip cookies. I could not stop thinking about chocolate chip cookies. I couldn't buy them. If they were in the house, I would devour them. If I wanted them, I would drive 30 minutes out of my way to go get them. You know those foods for you, right? Oh yeah, I've been there. Yep. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. So with this process that I discovered, we literally sit down for maybe 12 minutes and apply this method and it you never have that same craving for the food like that ever again. Ever again for the rest of your life. It's permanent. You just do it one time. Fill me in. I've got 12 minutes. 
right? So you just do it one time yeah. and then you don't have to, and it doesn't take it away. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, I can't like, live without my chocolate chip cookies. It just normalizes your relationship with it. So instead of eating the entire box of cookies, you'll have one or two, like a normal person would eat cookies or chocolate. You'll have a couple squares of chocolate instead of eating the whole bar or things like that. So I am like the biggest brain hacker. Like I am, I am just like, and I'm also really lazy to be honest. Like, so I just had to find a way to get the fastest, most powerful results. So I didn't have to keep going back and keep feeling those same feelings because it was just so overwhelming and I couldn't sit in it and I couldn't allow myself to do it. And so with these methods, so that works for food cravings. And then we have a different technique for emotional eating. So, you know, people, that was actually the video that you watched. Actually, that's the video that we're, we're giving away to your, to your listeners too. That's the, the, this is one of my most powerful techniques. And I, I like to do this because I like to show people that it works. I want, I want people to have an experience, right? So the one that is on pushthefoodaway.com that we're giving away for free is the emotional eating process where you feel the the craving, the desire for the food. And the differentiation that I make between cravings and emotional eating is cravings is for something specific. And emotional eating is like, I'll eat anything right now. It doesn't matter, right? Emotional eating to me is I'm eating so that I don't have to feel a feeling I don't want to feel. Exactly. But sometimes, but if you don't understand the difference of the food cravings is for one specific thing and emotional eating is for just anything, mm-hmm. you might use the wrong technique. And so anyway, in you know my work, that's what we do. We break them. We break these things apart. So like you know, other people will have a problem with maybe um, f- cleaning their plate. We call it the clean your plate club. Um, where you have to finish all the food on your plate. And that comes actually from childhood. Our parents, you know, I don't know, maybe your generation didn't, but a lot of our parents told us that we had to eat all of the food on our plate. And so we become subconsciously programmed to feel very ashamed if we throw food away or if we leave any food on our plate. And so it's literally just one 12-minute technique that we do, and and it severs that subconscious program that tells you to overeat. And so people will come to me week after week. We have these group calls with my with my students. They'll be like, oh my gosh, Brittany, I left half my food on my plate and I threw it away and I didn't even care what is going on with me. Like most, the biggest problem I have is most people can't believe the results because they're so used to having to struggle to try to get themselves to, to do these behaviors that I'm teaching them how to do kind of unconsciously, it, not kind of, totally unconsciously. So that's, that's sort of my magic is, if, you know, if, I, if that makes any sense, I don't know, I kind of rambled on that. But that's kind of the, the, the magic that is the method that I teach is it's basically for lazy people that don't want to <laughs> don't want to try. The, well, the, well, the only thing you have to do is you have to do the tapping itself. But, you know, other than that, basically we just trick your brain into not wanting to do those unhealthy behaviors anymore, which is super, super cool. I don't know. For me, it was super cool. And that, this was the program that I was looking for when I was on my journey of struggling with food. And we've all got 12 minutes. Oh. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, if, if we can deal with both of those, then I've got at least an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's interesting because I and probably everybody listening has experienced both of those. And I'm not sure I would have necessarily distinguished them, but it is a really important distinction because both of those pop up at different times depending on the issue. Yeah. Over drinking too. So drinking has become a big thing, obviously, during COVID and quarantine and everything. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So the 
I was actually talking to my coaches about this the other day. One of my coaches came and she said, yeah, one, um, one of my clients, she's drinking and um, you know she's been drinking a bottle of wine every night for like eight months. And I said, okay, well, this is the thing with with alcohol, and these are the these are the subtle things that you have to understand in order to really overcome any addiction. And and food is one of the hardest addictions to overcome sure. because it's it's we have to eat, right? Yeah. So I said you have to figure out if her alcohol drinking is uh, is moving towards a positive feeling or moving away from a negative feeling. Mm-hmm. And so what she realized, and so and then, you know, I taught her the techniques that, you know, I teach in my courses. And so what she realized was that her and her best friend used to always drink wine together. Mm. And her best friend actually passed away with uh, from cancer. Oh, my God. A couple years ago. And nine months ago, another best friend got diagnosed with cancer, and that's when the drinking started. And so what she was doing, she wasn't trying to avoid the feeling of her friend having cancer. She was trying to reconnect with her other friend because it was reminding her of all of the good feelings and the shared times. And she was sort of using the alcohol to reminisce about the old feelings and the the friendship that she had with the friend that she lost because she was thinking about that she was going to lose another one. This is why I drank alone during the pandemic. I had never drank alone before. I had to be alone. And then I was just like, well, I want to be out celebrating with my friends, but I can't. Exactly. And a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just drinking to get away from my feelings. And and you have to know, like, no, sometimes you're just drinking because of the reminiscing feelings of, you know, being out with your girlfriends and having a few glasses of wine yeah. and like <laughs> having fun, right? Yeah, the celebration. And and you have to deal with them differently. You have we have separate techniques for those, but they're very, very easy. She came back, she's like, Oh my God, Brittany, I did what you did. I did what you told me to do. And she hasn't had a drink in two weeks, hasn't even thought about it. So these things can be really, really easy to heal. I was actually talking to um, a friend of mine today and he's like, well, what do you, you know, what's the legacy that you want to leave? And I'm like, I want to change the way that people heal addiction Yeah. because addiction is so misunderstood and is so easy to overcome if you understand the subtleties of it, like these, the, like what, what I just explained. Yeah. And I really like this approach because there are addiction approaches that you know, preach like you just can't have it. You can't have it in the house. You can't have it ever. And I think that is the death of your long-term, you know, change happening because eventually you're going to go back to it. So it's like, no, how can you be comfortable with it? And you don't have to eliminate it forever, but how can you be comfortable with the things? For me, it's chocolate, right? How can I, and I, and I pretty much overcome it, although I still enjoy it, but I enjoy it in moderation and real moderation, not the fake moderation that I used to (laughs) pretend it was when moderation was every night. That's not moderation. Exactly. Exactly. Or the like the no nothing white. Like who the hell is going to do nothing white for the rest of their lives or no sugar for the rest of your life? Are you kidding? And people are like, oh my God, I feel so good. I'm like, well, for how long? Like nine months, maybe two years if you can make it that long? Like, I, you know, I know people that have had amazing results with that stuff, but that's willpowering your way through it when there's such an easier fix and you can still enjoy all the amazing foods that life has to offer because let's face it, sugar's fun and feels good and it tastes amazing. And we want to, we want to be able to enjoy food and eat like people, like normal people do, or not normal people, but like people who have a healthy relationship with their body, they have a subconscious strategy. Mm-hmm. Actually, we interviewed like a ser- I think we interviewed a hundred different people that were just naturally slim. And we figured out that they all have the same unconscious strategy that they use with food. And so that's one of the things that we teach as well is like this natural, the secrets of naturally slim people is what we call it. 
but they all do the same thing. And and one but of them is they, they allow themselves to do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> what do they do? Because I don't Sorry, want to white. Because what do you? I, like, I, I just, the, I what do they do? <laughs> because because I do not want to white knuckle my way through life. That's right. not what it's about. Right. Just you to enjoy fit it. some image that somebody else or I have set up for myself. I don't want to white knuckle my way through life. I want to sail through it with joy and ease. That is what I absolutely will not stand for in my class. Yeah. If anybody's on a diet, I am like, no, no. you get off the freaking diet. There's no white knuckling here. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the, what's the, what's the trick? Tell us all the secrets. Well, <laughs> the slim people. So, yeah. So we, well, well, I teach, it starts with the, the video. Like I want people to have an experience with it. So, so if people are interested in this and you want to see if this works for you, just go to pushthefoodaway.com and watch that video. Actually do the technique. I, I share with you the technique. I teach you about it. You can follow along with me and you actually have an experience with it so that you can see if it works for you. So there's, there's that. And then if you want to go further, you can you know, of course we, you can buy the program. We have a, a actually a, a 50% discount for you guys, for your audience. Yes. Use the coupon code food heals. Thank you. 50% off. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I really just want people to have this information. People tell me all the time, this should be a $2,000 program and it's just 150 bucks when you put the coupon code in. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, it's, I just want the information to be out there because I'm so passionate about this. So that's where you start. Just go and see if it works for you. See if you have the, you know, a transformation. See if you connect with this type of work. The next thing is really understanding something that I like to call weight loss blockers. It's the subconscious reasons that your body is holding on to weight. Mm -hmm. What I like people to understand is that the extra weight or the, the fat that's there is actually, it's actually doing you a favor. It's protecting you from something. And so what we need to do is we need to figure out which of the, the, the things which of the seven subconscious weight loss blockers you have. Some people have, you know, all seven of them. Some people only have two or three. And so in the course, we go over every single weight loss blocker and there's a different technique for each weight loss blocker. But let me just talk, do, do you want me to talk about weight loss blockers? Yeah, and what I was going to ask like- you for some examples because I, I can think of some in my head. I'm like, this makes perfect sense. Like sometimes the weight is for protection because people don't feel safe and they have no idea, even if they eat lettuce all day, there's no way they're going to lose the weight until they decide they're safe. Do you know what I mean? So I'm guessing it's stuff like that. So I'd love to hear what some of the weight loss blockers are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. So the number, usually I don't go into this as like the number one thing, but this is, it's just so important that, you know, if somebody's only listening to this point, I want them to hear this part. So the biggest reason that women hold on to extra weight is something I call body boundary violation. And body boundary violation can be anything from actual sexual abuse mm-hmm. to somebody just making you feel uncomfortable in your body. Yeah, I'll give you some examples. So we all know the extreme version of you know sexual trauma. A lot of women, I think like ninety, I think it's something like ninety five percent of women have experienced some form of sexual abuse, like actual sexual abuse. It is shocking, shocking. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I this was my story, so I experienced this. A lot of women have suppressed it. Uh, a lot of women come into my courses; they feel called to to come in. They don't know really why they're doing it. They have a lot of anxiety, but they do it anyway. And then they realize, oh my god, this is why I've been struggling with weight is because I've been sexually abused. I was sexually abused as a kid, and I pressed it and I um, pushed it in my un- unconscious. Yeah. So, so, so that's the, the extreme version, the less extreme version. Um, I'll just kind of give you some examples. It can be 
I had a client that I was working with once who was like 18 and her parents took her and her best friend to Mexico for their like graduation thing. And they said they were staying in Cancun and they were like, listen, we're going to bed. Don't leave the hotel. Of course, you tell an 18-year-old, don't leave the hotel. She's on vacation. She left the hotel. She left the hotel, as you would. She left the hotel. <laughs> of course, she left the freaking hotel. So she left the hotel. She went to a club. She met the freaking, you know, sleazy nightclub promoter. And, you know, she's young and she's drinking for the first time. Her friend's there. She meets his friend. They all, the guys convinced the two girls to go back to their house, the guy's house. So the girl, her friend hooks up with one of the, with the friend in one room. And then she's with the, the club, the club promoter in the other room. Mm-hmm. Well, she was feeling really nervous about the whole thing. Again, remember most people who struggle with food are very highly empathic. She, her, her intuition, her feelings were telling her this was not a safe decision, but wow. she was doing it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, he pushed her up against the wall and he was gonna like force her into something, oh but then- God. He didn't. He didn't. She got away. And he wasn't even trying, he wasn't even really trying that hard, but she just felt the panic and the anxiety of, oh my God, I could, you know, I could, something really bad could happen. Get out, girl. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get, I didn't start working with her until she was 40 years old. This happened when she was 18 years old. Right. It, we did, I think we did like three sessions, I want to say. And I just said, okay, let that simmer because remember I told you we do like one hit wonders. Like we do these very fast. You don't have to keep doing this for the rest of your life. Results are permanent. And I said, let that simmer and, and, you know, just check in with me. So she comes back to me in a month. She goes, Brittany, you will never believe it. I've lost 30 pounds in one month. Wow. Melted off her body. So so this so these are very very different examples and I and I like to give this I like to give these examples because a lot of women will blame themselves and they'll say like her one of her rebuttals was well I shouldn't have left the hotel she blamed herself this whole time she didn't blame the guy right. she's like I shouldn't have left I shouldn't have been drinking I know we've all been there I've all, I've you know been at you know high school college parties where I woke up drunk and like some guy was next to me in the bed and I was like oh whoa what happened you know, not we've all been there, but if that's happened to you, like it's happened to me, that it's not necessarily the guy's fault. I'm not, we're not like man shaming or anything like that, but that's, that's a trauma. And that's something that, that a lot of women will blame themselves for. Another example is like a girl was five years old and this guy, these three guys like pushed her behind a bush and were like, show me your panties. And you know, she's a grown woman. She doesn't remember, she barely remembers this. I pull it out of her and that that was the thing. It was like, show me your panties. And she felt dominated by these three guys surrounding her to do it. That's a body boundary violation. Yeah. So we're eating to pad our bodies to be less attractive be less so attractive. that this won't happen again. I, exactly. We, I, I just finished a book by Ross Ellerhorn about the 10 reasons we don't change. And it is around this notion that staying the same is actually really appealing. It's scary to step out of our patterns. And I could see where it'd be really scary to step out of what you just described. Totally. Actually, that's a great segue into another weight loss blocker, which is my friends and family will treat me differently if I release the weight. So a lot of people have this tribal, like tribal shame mm-hmm. that's very subconscious that if I'm, you know, a lot of us, I don't know if, I don't know if you, a lot of women still do this, but like, you know, you'll kind of share your latest diet thing or you'll be like, oh, I'm going vegan right now. Or, oh, I've been doing this paleo thing or, you know, whatever the fat is, right? And the and your girlfriends are like, oh, really? What is it? And so a lot of people feel like 
if they change, if they change their body, they'll lose that connection yeah. with their friends, with their family. You know, maybe their sister will be jealous or upset or mom will be jealous or upset or they won't feel like they fit into anymore. Or I've even had some women say, well, if I lose weight, I'll leave my husband. Wow. <laughs> I might know something about that. <laughs> right? They've got a family. The t- like, you know, like it's not that easy to just leave your husband, right? So there's a lot of really good reasons that we keep on this, we keep this extra weight on. And anyway, we we break down what those, all of the unconscious ones are. And you figure out which ones, you know, some people are like, oh no. And I have all these exercises so people can figure out whether or not this, they have this one. And some people are like, oh no, I don't have that one. Everybody in my life would be super supportive if I lost weight. Or, you know, other people, you know, are like, oh yeah, if I throw food away, that's no big deal. And other people are like, oh my God, if I think about throwing food away, I cringe and I, you know, I hear my dad screaming at me. (laughs) Yeah. All I think about is starving children in Africa. And it's like, I can't, I, so for me, I can't throw food away, but I, as long as I can give it to my dog, it's fine. But yeah, I have a real hard time with that. And it wasn't even from my parents. I think it was just from dinner at friends' houses. Like you had to clean your plate. And if you didn't, like you were in trouble, like because there were starving children and you were blessed and lucky and you should be grateful. But that can also cause overeating and tons of issues. So it makes a lot of sense. And I, and I do want to say this fear of what your community is going to think when you change yeah. is a real thing because I did go through that journey. And mm. you think people are going to be super happy for you that you've you've made these changes and you've, you've embraced health in your life, but it's not necessarily the reaction <laughs> that you get. And, and so I think folks' fear of, of change, subconscious or not, is, is a very real thing in that space. It is. And some people, and some people are ready to look at it and other people aren't, you know, and, and I find that the people that are resonate with my work, they're like, I have tried freaking everything and nothing has worked. And I always really understand those people because I was that person, (laughs) you know? Right. Yeah. I I love working with those people because we like to give them the confidence of like giving them tools, like the, the video for free saying, well, here, try it out and see if it works because this is what we teach. You know, it's not just like marketing and talk and like, you know, selling, selling, selling. It's like, no, I'm going to give you some of my best tools for free and you can see if it works because I know they work. And if you do them, they they do work. And anyway, it can be, it can be really scary for people to look at this, but usually it's people that have tried everything and nothing has worked. And so they're willing to give it one more shot, <laughs> you know, and even though it's something as crazy as like tapping your face and saying weird things out loud. So how do you take people out of that fear into moving past that and and into change. It's all in the psychology. So the way that the the method works is it actually disrupts the the neural pathways in the brain that tell the brain to feel the anxiety or the fear or the shame or the guilt or the craving or the, you know, bad feeling if you throw the food away or the desire to eat a certain food or the desire to eat when you're not really hungry. It actually disrupts the 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 brain and the way that the brain fires. So we've got, you know, tons of science that proves this. It's a clinically proven technique and you actually can't. That's why when I started my story and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was kicked out when I was 15." It's because my brain doesn't fire with with um, anxiety or sadness anymore because that that neural pathway is actually cut. So what happens when we have a negative feeling is 
our brain fires in a certain way and it it turns on the amygdala, which is our body's alarm system. And that's the the one that's the fight, flight, or freeze. Right. This tells us to feel, you know, sad, scared, shamed, you know, all angry, all the emotional things. And so what we do is we kind of when we bring you back into that situation and you do the the process, the the tapping process that I teach in the videos, you sever that connection to the amygdala. So you can think about that thing, but it no longer sets off an emotion. So it's like it happened to somebody else. And it's it's the most freeing thing in the world. I mean, if anybody has ever like gone to like talk therapy, I, I call this like 10 years of therapy in, in five minutes. Right. You know, it is, yeah. Like you can talk your way around and around about things for a really long time in therapy and not, and you know, you can get some aha moments and some change, but this actually disrupts the neural pathways in your brain and it changes the way your brain fires forever. It doesn't come back. You might have different things you have to work on, different aspects like what we've been talking about, but the thing that you work on in that one session, you never have to work on that again. Food Heals Nation, do you know what you're putting in your body every day when you take your supplements? We really deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why especially when it comes to something that we are taking every day to optimize our health, right? That's why I love Ritual because it is clean, it is vegan friendly, their multivitamins are made for women, it's formulated with high quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body can actually use, and you will not find sugars, you will not find GMOs, no major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colors, which unfortunately are often found in other vitamins, but you can see the vitamins, you can see what's in them, which is really cool. I've never seen a cooler vitamin than Ritual. You've got to check them out. Plus, they taste so fresh. If you were listening a couple of weeks ago when I made Ashley taste the vitamins, she was like, ooh, <laughs> they're minty fresh. It's unreal. And then the cool thing is, is that the capsules are time release so that you take the vitamins and then they release through your body throughout the day. It's really, really cool. Check them out because I think that if you know what you're taking, you can feel good about taking them every single day. And the purpose of taking a multivitamin is to fill in the gaps of the diet because we may not be getting all our nutrients from the soil, right? We may not be getting everything we need. So we want to take those vitamins and know that we're getting whole foods in our bodies without shady extras. I am just so excited for Ritual. I'm taking it every day, all year round, and I hope you do too. And yes, I'm taking the women's multi, but they have it for men, they have it for teens, they have it for people who are pregnant, and um, you know, they are specifically and scientifically developed to help support different life stages. So you can go online and pick the ritual that works for you. Ritual is delivered to your door every month, always free shipping. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. If you don't love Ritual within the first month, they will refund your first order. It's a big old why not, right? So get your key nutrients without the BS and thank you to Ritual for an amazing exclusive discount code just for you. You get 10% off during your first three months. So go to ritual.com slash food heals and start your new ritual today. So this is really, really good. And what I want to actually go back and ask you, because I'm familiar with tapping. I'm a follower of Brad Yates. I do it on the regular. So what I should have asked earlier is tell us exactly what tapping is for anyone who doesn't know, who is like, what is this crazy tapping thing? What are they talking about? Like there's a certain cycle that you do on your body, right? So can you talk a little bit about that? So traditional tapping is a nine point system that you learn how to do when you feel any kind of emotional distress. There's a specific way, there's a, there's 
there's a statement that you say, like you accept that you're feeling this way. And then you kind of say out loud all the things that we just sort of like normally keep inside of our brain. Right. And while you tap through the points, the tapping actually stimulates serotonin. The serotonin is what goes to the hippocampus, which the hippocampus is the part of our brain that stores all of our, our memories. And we can see with brain imaging devices that when you go, when the, when the memory is negative, there's actually a little indentation in the hippocampus. And so your hippocampus that has all the memories in it ends up looking like a little bit like a sponge, you know, with lots of holes in it. And so what we have found with tapping is that when we go in and we do, you know, tapping over and over again, we start to fill in these little sections of holes in the hippocampus. And so over time, the negative imprints and the negative memories that you have that form negative behaviors, that form negative belief systems, that form negative feelings, they go away. And so you start to feel better and happier and you become more successful and you you have different friends and you have different interests and your brain, you know, clears up. So there's all sorts of things that happen. You know, we have people that go through my programs that I say it's not, it doesn't just work on the weight, it works on everything. We have people that end up making more money. They have better relationships with their partners. They start dating. Some people will like actually get checks in the mail. It always is like, well, it stops shocking me now, but in the beginning it was very shocking because you're changing your belief system on such a core, core level that, you know, your entire world around you ends up changing. Okay. I've, I've got a question here for you because you said when you started out using the, the tapping program, it worked on everything but the weight. And then you had to discover a way to, so so we're kind of talking about how it all merges together. And I love that because it's all intertwined, but what's the difference when it comes to weight loss in the tapping? God, um, it's, it's, Honestly, I don't know how woo woo we can get on Let's this Let's go show, woo woo. We're all, we're all the woo. woo. You yeah. should hear our conversation so, sometimes. We're like, not to get woo, but and everything we say is woo as fuck. So let's do this. Cool. All right, cool. <laughs> we, we in the woo crowd. All right, cool. So one day I was having a fight with a chocolate bar. And I was like- <laughs> It was a street fight, huh? <laughs> yeah. It was a bad fight, right? I was like, fuck, I shouldn't be eating this, but like, uh, I want it, but I can and no, I shouldn't. And you know, that whole fight- And I heard, I literally, like, I felt like I went into a tunnel and I heard a man's voice say, if you want to know what's behind something, stop the behavior and see what happens. And I heard this series of instructions and the next voice and the next part said, push the food away. And And then I said, okay, start tapping through the points. How old are you right now? And then I, and I answered and it said, okay, go back to that moment. What's happening right now? Tell me how you're feeling. And so anyway, I, over the, the, I started answering all these questions and I came out of it and like, I don't know how long it had been. It wasn't long. It was 10, 15 minutes. I looked down at the chocolate and for the first fucking time ever, I was able to not eat the chocolate. Wow. And before that, I was just doing regular tapping and I would still go back and eat the fucking yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. crazy. It was driving me crazy. And this, this is a thing that happens with a lot of people. And so I was like, oh, dude, I'm like, did I just figure this out? Like what? It was like, this was kind of like my eureka moment, right? But I didn't know if it was just like a fluke. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, that was weird. Somebody was talking to me, but like, I'm sort of used to that because, you know, I do hear voices and not that I'm weird, but like I get information and stuff. And so anyway, I started trying with, with with other people and it started working for them. And I was like, holy shit, this is the fucking thing. Yeah, this is your mission, girl. 
that was my mission. And, and that was actually the thing I told you, you know, for 15 years, I was using myself as a lab rat. And I kept asking the question, like, why hasn't anyone figured this out? I was going through all the YouTube channels. I was following all of the, all of the tapping gurus. I learned from Gary Craig. I learned from all of the, like the, the pros, like the, the people who are supposed to know their shit. And like, nobody had this figured out. And I would hear this little voice that said, Brittany, you're the one, you're going to be the one. And I didn't believe it for years. I was like, come on, that's so stupid. It's very, you know, like narcissistic or whatever. So I think, you know, women have a tendency to not be like to push those types of ideas away. Oh, what's wrong with being the one? Right, right. Well, it was, I was the one. I was the one to figure it out. And that was the moment. That was the eureka moment. And so it started there. And then I realized, oh, I still have this problem with self-sabotage. And then about a year later, I figured out the self-sabotage technique. And then a year later, I figured out the overeating technique. And then a year later, I figured out the technique for uh, people that can't go to, that they have to fill their belly before they go to mm. bed. I call it preverable childhood trauma where you were like hungry or you weren't fed well as a child, you needed something and you couldn't ask for it because you didn't have the word. So a lot of people will, will eat from that kind of pattern. So anyway, this was a, this was spanned out over the course of, you know, 15 years of trial and error. So anyway, one by one, I was figuring out, or I was downloading basically my own version of the methods to do this. So I, where does it come from? I don't know the stars, my angels, like, you know, the heavens, but it's, it, it works, you know, and, and I, and I don't just, I don't tell people to just believe me. I, I, I like to prove yeah. it and I like to give it away for free and that's what we do. Yeah, so. no, that's great. And you have it all at pushthefoodaway.com. So we can take that free video just to get a taste and then, you know, get the course if you feel called to, which I feel very called to. I think this is an excellent, <laughs> cool. I, I love everything you have to say and I agree with you. And I know that tapping has worked for me in many ways in my life. Um, so I am a believer yeah. in tapping, but I feel like I can now I could go next level with it. Like, okay, what else can I do? Yeah. Like, this is exciting. Brittany, if, you're, if you'd be willing to share, I would love to hear more about the weight loss blockers and what you discovered for yourself, because that's a trot. You left your house at 15. Like, what was going on? What did you discover about yourself that you had to heal? <sighs> God, that's such a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, <laughs> really? I'm surprised. It's like the first thing I wanted to know, but I wanted to like get to know you a little better before I went deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Nobody's ever asked it in that way. I guess the, the, the biggest, the biggest aha moment for me that kept me stuck was the, the, was the sexual trauma. I wasn't actually like quote unquote sexually abused, but I had a body boundary violation with one of the uh, men that my mom was married to when I was mm. young. I didn't realize that that was, that was wrong, what he did to me. And it was a very subtle thing. And that was the biggest thing that caused me to be struggling with this extra. Like it was kind of always like 15 to 20 pounds. Like I was always into exercise. So I'd always kind of work out, but I would binge at night and then I would diet. And, and, and I always like to stay just a little bit. I just like to have a little bit of padding so that I wasn't that, you know, so I wasn't as attractive, you know, and, and some people go, you know, some people will put on, you know, 300 pounds when something like that happens. And I just, you know, had this tendency to only, you know, have the, the 15 or 20 that I would struggle with. That was the biggest thing. And then, you know, a lot of it was, was just being raised in a really unhealthy environment. My parents fought a lot. My mom was very emotionally dismissive, um, very angry. She blamed me for everything. I grew up in a very conservative religious family. Everything that I was told no to everything. And I was a very curious child. And oh, we could talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, screamed at a lot of emotional abuse, um, a lot of emotional abuse. I was locked in closets when I was a, a kid with, um, you know, my mom would leave the house and she'd leave oh, me in a dark, sorry. dark, like closet in the gar in the garage with, um, I, with like, I remember it was this small, tiny room and my dad hung all of his tools and it was like this two feet by two foot cold room. This is horrifying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's bad. He hung all of the, like the, the tools there. And I remember looking up and there was like a saw there and, and I was thinking if that thing fell, it would, I, I could get really hurt, but she, she, she locked me in there and she left the house for hours and I was just sitting there. And so it was a lot of things like that. And I do want to say that my mother and I have come, you know, total 180 and she has absolutely you know, she's a completely different person. And I actually, through my healing journey, realized that she was my angel and she was the person that got me started on this path. You know, yeah, she fucked me up, but that was the thing that, you know, caused me to go to therapy. That was the thing that drove me to learn about tapping. That was the thing that drove me to try to understand my emotional eating. And now I get to teach all these women not only how to heal their emotional eating, but like how to be more confident, how to feel better. I have these women that come to a class and they're like, oh my God. I set a boundary with my husband and it was like just flew out of my mouth and it wasn't hard and I'm feeling amazing. And I walked by the mirror and I actually said, I like myself and I like the way I look. And, you know, just the way that I'm able now to help these women change their lives. I've gone back to my mom just like with tears, like, thank you so much for, for being that person for me. And I truly believe that we have soul contracts with our wounders and that Great. once we get to a place where we heal completely, completely and we learn the lesson completely the contract breaks and they no longer have to be that person for us and so my mother now and I have a beautiful relationship and she's like one of my best friends we're chatting and we're texting all the time my sister however has not done gone down her healing journey and her path with my mother so she she can't stand my mom and my mom is a completely different person my mom is the same person but to my to to her my sister she has this different lens and this different view. My mom still has to be the villain for her because she hasn't quite learned her lesson there. Right. And so I hear this with students all the time where they're like, oh my God, you will never believe this. My dad called me and I haven't heard from him in 10 years. He called me crying, telling me he loves me. There was no reason. It was just out of the blue. And they'd been working a lot on their dad issues. And they'd been working on healing and forgiving and not just the forgiving where it's like, okay, I'm going to forgive you because I I don't, I'm sorry, I heard you say that. And I I just, I like, it's so hard for people, unless you go through the anger yes. that people feel with the, the way that they were treated by that person, it's very difficult to go just to forgive. And we all know those ding, ding people that are like, I forgive you, everything's fine, everything's beautiful. And like, those are the kind of like the forgiveness people that drive me mental where I'm like, Girl, did you really feel that? Like, did you really get through that no, completely? Or did you just push I'm totally with you. Like, it takes time. It takes tenacity. It takes working hard. It's not just like, oh, I did a meditation and now I forgive everyone and life is magical and roses. I'm not there. I get I you. think forgiveness almost happens by accident and you look back. I think and you're like, the oh, way when did that happen? Oh, whoa. <laughs> wow, I actually forgave that and I didn't even realize I did. And I think I, I love your point about the soul contracts because that I believe that is how it happens. And forgiveness isn't something you can always necessarily be intentional about. It comes about because of other work that you've done. So I exactly. love that you're helping people with that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So anyway, that was the, and, and, you know, a lot of people have that. A lot of people have emotional abuse and emotionally abusive childhoods or, or alcoholic parents or, you know, uh, 
you know, or you don't have to have that much, but you know, there's, there's, we all, no parent is perfect, right? Like we are here to, I kind of believe that we're here to be fucked up by our parents and we're here to learn some lessons, you know, and some people have it harder than others. And, and, you know, if you struggle with this problem though, this is one of the most, the most beautiful things about food and healing your addiction to food or, you know, your, your relationship with food is that the food will actually show you what needs to be healed in your life in order to put you on the path that you're meant to be on. Oh, Mic drop. That right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Brittany. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Tweet that, Food Heals Nation. That was so good. Oh my gosh, Brittany. Right? Yes. I agree 100%. It does. And it's just such an honor to be able to see these women that like are like, oh my God. And we all know when we're on the wrong path and we're not feeling right and something's not clicking and we're like, fuck, I wish I was doing something different with my life. And it's amazing to see the transformation when these women click and they get on their path. And the food, the struggle with food is the thing that showed them what needed to be healed in order to get them on that path. And I just, so anyway, so I I don't know, I have goosebumps on my body because I'm just remembering that part of it is like, a lot of people will really curse this problem. And what I found, I mean, I've been teaching this for 10 years now. What I found is that it's actually a gift it's showing you what it's showing you how to, how to get there. It's showing you how to get back on track, and you just have to you just have to know the the right way. Yeah, and look, it may not feel like a gift when you're in it, but you'll know that you will get there if you do the practice. So I really really appreciate this. I think this is a really great thing for people to learn today. And um, tapping has certainly helped me so much, and I think it is something. It's an underutilized tool in our healing toolbox. So anyone listening, I just really encourage you to check this out. You can watch the free video at pushthefoodaway.com. And if you want Brittany's program, you can use my discount code, Food Heals, and you'll get 50% off. Thank you, Brittany. That is so generous. Yeah. So get the, yeah, get the, get the program if you want it. I just I want people to have this. Or if you want to just go through the video and see if it works for you, that's cool too. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to just get this in the, and share it with somebody too. If you know somebody else is struggling with this, it can be a lonely, it can be a lonely thing though. A lot of people will not talk about it. You know, a lot of women feel very ashamed of, of this. Ashley and I talk about it all the time. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually with your bestie, you'll, you'll share all your dirty little things. I know one of the favorite things that I used to do with my friends, like, oh my God, you'll never believe what I ate today. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're just like, <laughs> well, you know, Brene Brown talks about shame can't live where you speak about it. When you talk about the issue, it takes some of the shame away. Now it doesn't justify, you know, not the best decisions, but I, I do. I, I love that you're opening the conversation about this. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. Thank you so much, Brittany. Pushthefoodaway.com, Food Heals Nation. Where else can they follow you online, stalk you on Instagram, all the good stuff? Let's see. Brittany Watkins Tapping on Instagram. I think I'm just Brittany Watkins on YouTube. I actually, we're really up-leveling our YouTube videos. There's a lot of cool information. If you want to like go through a rabbit hole, go look, subscribe to the YouTube channel and just watch all the videos. We have some cool playlists too that have like the top cool videos that, that I, where I actually teach different tapping techniques. And BrittanyWatkins.com is my website. If you want to kind of learn more about me and read my story and see testimonials and stuff, if this, you know, see if I'm actually, (laughs) see what other people have to say. You don't have to take my word for it. (laughs) Yeah. So those are all the things. Cool. Thank you so much, Brittany, for being here. I really appreciate it. It's been a blast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It did just feel like having coffee with girlfriends. Totally. Love that. (laughs) Love it. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.